Thank you, Jesus. Glory, glory, glory. I think we're in good shape, huh? All right, God is good, amen? Praise the Lord. In just a moment, I'm going to get into my word this morning, but uh, I wanted to take a quick moment and just share some things, uh, some exciting things going on in the kingdom of God and also here in Victory Life. And, um, you know, we just, uh, the kids just returned from a, a youth conference. Amen. Let's give the Lord some praise for that. Amen. And uh, they had a great time. Amen. Praising Jesus, hearing the word of God and playing lots of video games and basketball. I'm learning that video games and basketball, you know, they go with praise and worship and hearing the word. Amen. So I'm being discipled. <laughs> Thank God we're never too far along to learn something, amen. But they, I believe they had a great time, and we're going to, this whole service is kind of centered around them today as we uh, are having our prayer service for the kids that are returning back to school, amen. And at the end of the service, we'll take a moment and we'll pray for these young men and women as they're preparing to go back. But I want to share something that's pretty exciting today that happened this morning, and uh and I'm going to have him put it up on the board there, Bishop, if you'll put it up there. And this morning we had our first service in Victory Life Church of Pakistan. Amen. And uh, we were streaming live there with the pastors and their congregation. Amen. They had a beautiful congregation over there. You know, it's probably about as big as ours. And uh, so we're excited about what God is doing. He's taking us even, amen, out, out, even past this state and past these other states that we're about to take in Jesus' name, amen. But he's taking us to the nations. And so we're excited about that and what God's going to do. And uh, if I can get my wife to okay it, amen, you know, like she's the boss, but amen. Just joking. And we're going to go there in Jesus' name. Amen. So pray for her and pray for me. But uh, it was an exciting time. Amen. And we're excited about what God is doing there. There's already a pastor in place there. Amen. And a family there that is going to be heading up that movement of God. And they have desired to come underneath the covering of Victory Life. Are you all with me today? And uh, he's actually watching us live right now. Amen. And uh, give the Lord a praise for that. Amen. God bless you, Pastor. And so I'm going to quickly go through these announcements. Amen. And uh, kind of share some things. We did lock down some dates. In fact, I tell you what, I'm going to do the announcements at the end, I believe. Because I need those dates and I didn't bring that sheet with me. So we're going to go ahead and jump right into the word this morning. Amen. Savannah, do we have that sheet anywhere? We have it on our, on our account. Amen. We have it on our app. But God is good. We'll, we'll get to that later. So if you have your Bibles, let's open to the book of Galatians this morning. We're going to start out in the book of Galatians this morning in the first chapter of Galatians and we're going to begin to look and see what Apostle Paul was uh, beginning to communicate here and like I said before this this whole service or this whole message is really in preparation for these young men and women of God as they're preparing to move into this new school year amen and they're moving into this new season that God has for their lives so I'm asking, amen, that the kids will pay attention today, amen. But this message is also for all of us here today. It's for each and every one of us. So Galatians chapter 1, starting in verse 10. Galatians chapter 1, starting in verse 10. If you need to, you can follow along on the screen. 
Galatians chapter 1 and verse 10. If you have it, say amen. And the word reads like this. For am I now seeking the favor of men or of God? Or am I striving to please men? If I were still trying to please men, I would not be a bond servant of Christ. For I would have you know, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. For I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it, but I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my former manner of life in Judaism, how I used to persecute the church of God beyond measure and tried to destroy it. And I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my contemporaries among my countrymen being more extremely zealous for my ancestral traditions. But when God, somebody say, but when God, but when God who had set me apart even from my mother's womb and called me through his grace was pleased to reveal his son in me so that I might preach him among the Gentiles I did not immediately consult with flesh and blood, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me, but I went away to Arabia and returned once more to Damascus. And then three years later, I went up to Jerusalem to become acquainted with Cephas and stayed with him 15 days. But I did not see any other of the apostles except James, the Lord's brother. Now in what I am writing to you, I assure you before God that I am not lying. Then I went into the regions of Syria and Sicilia, and I was still unknown by sight to the churches of Judea, which were in Christ. But only they kept hearing. He who once persecuted us is now preaching the faith which he once tried to destroy. And they were glorifying God because of me. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today in the name of Jesus. We know there's power in the name of Jesus. Father, anoint this word, God. Touch our hearts. Pierce our hearts today, Jesus. Help me communicate today a word, Lord God, that will help us to go further in your kingdom, Lord God, to touch more souls, to be more, Father God, impacting, to be more influential, Lord God. Father, we thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing in all of our lives. Father, remove all distractions. Help me, Lord, to communicate your word. Forgive us for our sins. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand praise this morning, amen. <laughs> praise the Lord. God is so good, amen. We serve such an awesome God. I want to talk to you this morning briefly. Amen. My topic is the power of influence. The power of influence. And I'm even praying about starting a series, amen, based on influence in the life of a man or a woman of God, amen? And I want to talk to you about the power of influence, and I also want to talk to you, amen, about Becoming a person of influence. You know, as we prepare these young men and women to go into this school year, amen, that we're sending them like sheep among wolves. We're sending them into the world 
And something is going to begin to happen in their lives. Either they are going to begin to influence the world or the world is going to begin to influence them. See, whichever way you want to look at it, there's power in influence. Whether it's influence for the things that are good or whether it's influence for the things that are evil. And one reason why we're going to begin to pray for these children today is because they're walking, amen, out there into the world. And there's all kinds of uh, distractions and there's all kinds of temptations and there's all kinds of things, amen, that they're going to encounter, amen. And one of two things will happen. Either they will begin to be the light in the darkness and they will begin to influence, amen, this world. They will begin to influence, amen, their schools. They will begin to influence their friends. They will begin to influence their teachers. They will begin to influence, amen, their football teams. They will begin to influence these things. Or they're going to be influenced, See, that's why it takes much prayer from us as parents because we, amen, can control them when they're with us. But what about when they're not with us? What about when they're not with us? So I want to talk to you today about the power of influence and being a person of influence. And you say, well, what is influence? If it doesn't work, son, it's okay. Just tell them we'll call them later. What is influence? Well, John Maxwell says that leadership is influence. He says influence is leading people. W.M. Taylor said that influence is the exhaustion of character. So influence means to lead people according to your character. Are y'all with me today? Now, one thing I want you to realize is that everyone has character. Some have bad character. Some have good character. Some people are honest, while others are deceitful. Some are trustworthy, while others are unreliable. And some have a great work ethic, while others, amen, are lazy or slackers. And no matter what your character is like, you still have character. And your character will begin to influence those that are around you. And it's either going to be for good or it's going to be for evil. But the choice is yours today. Are y'all with me today? Now we know the Bible says that bad company corrupts good morals bad company corrupts good character how many of y'all know you can't just hang around anybody today when you're a child of God when you're a man or woman of God you can't just hang around anyone today you can't just do any kind of thing today are y'all with me today So in other words, if you hang around with people who are a bad influence, how many of y'all know you're going to begin to adopt their character? And I believe that the opposite is also true. Amen. The good company influences good character, and we tend to rub off on others. See, it's important who you hang around today. It's important that you choose your company wisely. It's important that you choose the people that you're around based on where you're trying to go. Because you're going to adopt what they do with who you hang around. If you hang around people that are murmuring and complaining, you're going to end up murmuring and complaining. If you hang around people that are gossiping, you're going to end up gossiping. If you hang around people that are getting high, you might just end up getting high. If you hang around people that are sleeping around, you might just end up sleeping around. But if you hang around some people that are doing something great for the kingdom of God, you might end up doing something great for the kingdom of God. Can I get an amen? See, you've got to choose who you hang around. See, I'm here today to tell you that I'm going to hang around the winners. 
I'm going to hang it around the ones that are going somewhere. I'm going to hang around the ones that are going to be successful. I'm going to hang around the ones that want to make it. I'm going to hang around the ones that want to live right. I'm going to hang around the ones that want to live their life for Jesus. You can either influence or you can be influenced. The choice is yours. You can either lead or you can follow. But if you're going to follow, you better follow the right crowd. See, if we look how powerful this is in regards to the teenage and the youth, there's a lot of temptation out there today. And I'm not just talking to them. I'm talking about some of us in the house of God too. Are y'all with me today? See, I wanted to make it, so I hung around people that were trying to make it in the home. I wanted to become a pastor, so I hang, started hanging around pastors in the world. Who are you hanging around today? It'll demonstrate your character. What kind of company do you keep? Because it's going to demonstrate who you are. And if you're not there, you're going to end up there. See, that's why I don't just let my kids go just anywhere. I don't just let them go stay the night just anywhere. I don't let them just hang around anybody. Right now, I have the ability, amen, in order to have a little bit of guidance and direction in their life. But there's going to come a day, amen, where they're going to have to make that decision for themselves. And that's when you'll begin to see their true character. Are y'all with me today? But what the world today is in desperately in need of are people of godly character. You know, the Bible says that in the last days that they'll have the love of Christ. They'll have the love for God, but they won't have the fear of the Lord. They'll have the love for God and the things of God and even the people of God, but they won't have the fear of God. They won't have the character. They won't have the obedience. Amen. They won't have, amen, these things. See, in the back of the day when they were with the, the Pharisees, they, Jesus was rebuking them because they had no love. But he says in the last day, the lawless none will come. Amen. That lawlessness will increase. Amen. And the love of many will wax cold due to it. Amen. In other words, there will be a love. There are people that love Jesus. They love to worship. They love to come to church. But they don't live their life accordingly. Because their character isn't there yet. See, that's why it's about character development in our lives. We've got to develop the character of Christ, and that is God's goal for each and every one of us until the day that he takes us home. But one thing that's going to begin to determine this is who we hang around. So my question to you this year, amen, as you start this new year of school, are you going to be one that, amen, is influenced? Are you going to be one that follows the in crowd because the in crowd, amen, is headed, amen, to a devil's hell? Are you going to be one, amen, that begins to, amen, change the crowd? Are you going to be one that will begin to go and share about Jesus Christ, amen? Are you going to be one that's going to be the light in the darkness? Or is the darkness going to snuff out your light? Are y'all with me today? Are you going to be leaders and lead the people? It's a heavy task, but it's worth it. Are you going to influence? Are you going to be influenced? Some of us, amen, we're so easily influenced. We go from praising Jesus on Sunday, we get with our friends, and we're cursing the Lord come Monday. The devil is a liar. Are y'all with me today? I got a word for us this morning, amen? We need people with godly character who will influence those around them to live holy lives. To live holiness. Does your life make people want to live holy? Or does your life make people want to live like, the enemy, like evil? That's my question to you today. Does your life make people want to be more like Jesus? Or does your life make people not want to have nothing to do with Jesus? God is good, amen? Don't worry, I'll bring it back around. We're going to have a good time at the end, amen? 
And whatever I don't do from this pulpit, God will do, amen, with the gifts we got for you. So thank you, Jesus. J. Oswald Sanders wrote this, if those who hold influence over others fail to lead towards the spiritual uplands, then surely the path to the lowlands will be well-worn. Are y'all with me today? See, people travel together, amen, and no one lives detached and alone. That was J. Oswald Sanders. So what I want you to realize today is that it is essential that we as Christians stop complaining about the way things are and start beginning to change the way things are. You have those that complain about it and you have those that change it. And the change starts with you by influencing those around you and influencing them for the good, not for evil. These young men and women in here, you have every single thing that you need, amen, in order to impact your school and your community. You have everything that you need in order to begin, amen, to influence, amen, a revival in your school. The first thing that you need is the Holy Spirit. And if you're a child of God, you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. And with God, amen, all things are possible. So we have a choice to make today. Amen. What are we going to do with what God gave us? You are already equipped. You're already anointed. Amen. You're already, amen, prepared to do what God's called you to do. God wants to use your lives, amen, for the good, amen. He says, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. For good, not for calamity. But some of us don't choose God's plan. Are y'all with me today? God is good, amen? You say that you're, a, you're not a leader, but I'm here to tell you, amen, that's not true. We all have influence on others, every one of us. Paul J. Meyer, he was a motivational speaker. He's one of my father's favorite motivational speakers. Paul J. Meyer said this, everyone leaves a legacy, whether you have children or not. How do you leave a legacy? Through influencing those who come behind you, whether they are, be your children, your nieces, your nephews, your neighbors, or coworkers or friends. You leave a legacy by what you have influenced and left behind you. See, we can't take this lightly today, saints. We can't take this lightly, men and women of God. We can't take this lightly, parents. You don't understand the influence that we have, and it starts right there with those that are around our lives, amen, whether they're your children or not. And my question to you today is what kind of influence, what kind of impact are you making? Are you creating people to where they are living holy, amen, and walking with God? Or are you creating people, amen, to be, amen, exposed to the things of this world, the things of the flesh, amen, the things, amen, of wickedness? What is it? Because there's people watching you, whether you know if you're leading or not, they're watching you. And some of you have been called to a great calling, amen, and these young men and women are following you. They're following you more than they're following me. Because God has anointed you for that. But where are you leading them? To expand, amen, their vocabulary of curse words? To know how to scheme against their parents? And not get caught? To pursue, amen, relationship in an unholy manner? What are we displaying to them? God is good, amen? I'll take it easy. I want you to take this seriously. This is real serious because you don't understand the influence that you have upon people, amen. Even y'all in the home, you don't have to understand what kind of influence you have on the others, amen. That's why it's so crucial who gets up on this platform that they live their life according to the way that displays, amen, proper influence. Because you are impacting people and it's put up there in a manner to where it shows that this is what living right looks like. 
This is what a leader looks like. This is what a disciplined person looks like. This is what it looks like. So we have to ask ourselves, is this what I want to leave behind? Is this what I want these young men and women to do? And it's not just the people on the pulpit. It's not just the worship team. It's all of us. Are y'all with me? If God wouldn't have grabbed a hold of my life, who knows what would have happened. Anthony probably would have been selling dope. Alex probably would have been doing whatever. Chasing women everywhere. Talking about I'm a playboy. Amen. Gracie would have been boxing, <laughs> cussing people out. And Addie would have been jacking your stuff. <laughs> but by the grace of God, he grabbed a hold of my life. And although I'm not perfect, I can display the right influence, but I'm going to tell you, some of y'all have greater influence even on them than I do. What are you doing with that influence? What are we imparting into them? What about our, our leaders? What are we imparting that it looks like to be a leader? What does it look like to be a pastor? What does it look like to be a home director? What does it look like to be these things? What does that look like? And I'm talking about in every day, even our schedule, even our prayer life, even our holiness. We're a picture to the church of what Jesus should look like. Are we Jesus? No. Not even close. But we got Jesus in us. Paul said this, he says, you follow me while I follow Christ. In other words, what he's saying is, you can follow me and watch, amen, and you're going to begin to see, amen, how Christ would live. You're going to begin to see how Christ would react. You're going to begin to see what kind, what kind of prayer life Christ would have, how he rely on the Father. You're going to begin to see how he would treat people. You're going to begin to see how he, amen, would deal with persecution. Are y'all with me today? God is good, amen? You know, I want us to realize today it's important to understand the difference between controlling somebody and influencing someone. Too many people make the mistake of trying to control people rather than seeking to influence them. And what do I mean by this? I'm about to share you. I'm glad you asked. Parents need to influence their children to live right because they can't always be there to control their kids. We can't follow them to school. They will kick us out. And if you are physically present with them, you can control them, amen, to a certain degree. And if you are in the room, you can control what they watch on TV or what websites they surf on the internet if you know their passcode. Amen. And if you're in the store with them, you can control what kinds of magazines they look at. And if you're with them in the car, you can control how fast they drive and what kind of music they're listening to. But what happens, amen, when you aren't there with them? You're no longer in a position to control them. And if you have not made a godly influence on them, then they will make the wrong choices when you are no longer there to make them make the right choices. See, it's not just about control, it's about influence. Are y'all with me today? An influence much more important and much more powerful than control. And it's also much more difficult to do. So when we talk about this principle, amen, this principle works much the same way with employers. You can make sure that your employees are given 110% when you're there personally to supervise them. But what happens when you're out of the office or away from the house, the store, or away from the home? What happens? 
I remember so many times hearing about it. Hey, pastor, this person is some one way and this way whenever you're there. And when y'all walk out, amen, they're a completely different person. They're talking one way. They're acting another way and everything else. Are y'all with me today? Somebody say that's why we need influence. Control is only doable when you're there, and it's only to a certain degree, especially these days. These kids are off the chain. Amen. But influence goes in with you even when they're out of your presence. Somebody say we need influence. Somebody say we need godly influence. Are y'all with me today? I want to share with you a story real quick about a football coach a few years ago. He was an NFL coach. He was fired because his team wasn't winning. And this was primarily because the defense wasn't playing well. And they, were, they, amen, they weren't tackling well, right? Any of you football people in here? Any defense, defensive line? Defensive team? Amen. Praise the Lord. I got the right crowd. They weren't tackling well. They weren't playing well. And two ESPN analysts were discussing the firing. And one said this. He said, why fire the coach? He said, that's not right. Do the owners expect him to run out on the field and make the tackles for his players? Why are you firing the coach? Because they missed the tackles. Are you all with me today? God is good, amen? And the other analyst responded, and he said this, no, but a good coach knows how to instill in his players a passion for mastering the fundamentals. And essentially what the analyst was talking about, amen, when he was saying this, is he was talking about influence. If a coach doesn't have the ability to influence his team to do their best, then he isn't doing his job. Are y'all with me today? Now, he can't go out there on that field and play that football game for him. He can't go out there and make the tackles. He can't go out there and give, amen, everything he's got and lay his body down on the line so that he can stop, amen, the uh, offense that's coming to score that touchdown. But he can influence his people, amen. He can influence his people to where they're going to begin to be driven. They're going to be passionate. They're going to want to do whatever it takes, amen, in order to win the game. Amen. They're going to want to do whatever it takes to make it, amen. And that's where we've got to be. We've got to have such an influence, amen, on our children and on our disciples, amen, and on our people that what happens is, amen, they have such a drive to want to begin to make it. They have such a drive to want to be successful. They have such a drive to want to stay away from the world and sin. They have such a drive to want to glorify Jesus. They have such a drive to live godly to where whenever they're out there, that's what's motivating them. That's what's influencing them. That's what's driving them. And the world will come heavy and hard. Even in the home, amen, the devil will come and work through people in the home. But what about when you've really influenced them? I'm talking about when you've, they've really got a dose of the Holy Ghost. When they've really got impacted by you imparting into their lives. When they've really been touched. It don't matter what everybody else is doing. It doesn't matter what's going on. They're going forward for Jesus. They could be lighting up a joint in the dorm. It wouldn't matter. I'm still going forward. Now, if you do, you don't want to do that, amen. Because if we don't get you, we'll call the police on you. Some of y'all say, no, my, the guy that's over me, if I'd offered him some, he'd be fine. He wouldn't say nothing. Devil is a liar. As long as I cut him off a little bit of that fundraising money, he ain't going to say none. Or I buy him something. 
as long as I buy him a good meal and give him a shirt or something. Y'all think y'all thought I was a cockroach, didn't y'all? God is good, amen. But just like a coach that's not influenced his players, it's the same could be for the church, for the Christian. If we're not influencing our, wor- our world for God, if we're not a light in the darkness, then we're not doing our job. Now do you see the importance of influence? You can't control people and force them to live right as much as we want them to. They will leave out this building and go live their lives throughout this week. And they're going to have to make those decisions. And we're not going to follow them home. Unless you're serving in this ministry, we'll follow you home. But if you're not serving in this ministry, you're just in the church, we will not follow you home. Unless we're coming to give you a gift on your doorstep for coming to church. Are you with me? We come bearing gifts. So don't freak out if I show up at your doorstep. Are y'all with me today? What kind of influence are we going to have on this community? What kind of influence are we going to have in this East Texas? We've, God's given us East Texas. What kind of influence are we going to have in... Amen. Oklahoma and Arkansas and Louisiana. What kind of influence are we going to have in Pakistan? Amen. And Uganda. Amen. And and, and Philippines and England. What kind of influence are we going to have? You know, the Bible says if if a person can't manage their own household well, how can they lead the house of God? Did you kids hear that? Because some of your, your parents are serving in the kingdom of God. They're serving, amen, in the house of God. And, and if a parents, if people, they can't lead their household properly, if their kids aren't under control, how are they going to lead the house of God? And I'm not just talking about pastors. I'm talking about leaders in the house of God. There's no pressure at all. No pressure. I know, I know, with my kids, we live in a fishbowl, you know, and I told my wife, we live in a fishbowl, so what, man? Chill out, enjoy the fishbowl, swim around a little bit. <laughs> you know, don't make too many waves, you know. But swim around and smile. Smile and nod. That's all you got to do. Don't worry about it, just smile and nod. <laughs> Amen. Everything going okay? Yes. You and your husband doing good? Yes. Your kids behaving? Yes. Some of y'all are real good at it. <laughs> we don't find out till all heck breaks loose, man. And you know they done punched a hole in the sheetrock, and you know one of y'all jumped on the hood of the car while the other one's driving down the road. Hello. Are y'all with me? One of y'all got a black eye. You men. God is good, amen. That was my intro. God is good, amen. get verse 21 real quick because see if we look in the book of Galatians chapter 1 we find that Paul was a person of influence this is what he read he said then I began my ministry in the regions of Syria and Sicilia Cilicia sorry and after all that time and activity look at this I was still unknown by face among the Christian churches in Judea there was only this report That man who once persecuted us is now preaching the very message he used to try to destroy. And their response was to recognize and worship God because of me. Now I want to focus on the, especially on the last part of that sentence. He says, their response was to recognize and worship God because of me.
This is what Paul was saying. Here we see that Paul influenced the Galatians to recognize and to worship God. And they hadn't even seen him before. They had never even laid eyes on him. But he had such a great influence that the people were worshiping God just because they were hearing about this man that used to persecute Christians, that used to live for the world, that was led by the devil, amen. And they said, my God, if God can change his life, amen, he can do anything. My God, if God can change that drug addict, he can do anything. My God, if God can change that rebellious kid, he can do anything. My God, if God can change that prostitute, he can do anything. Are you all with me today? Come on, I'm preaching this morning. He said, because of me, they worship him. And they ain't even seen me. That's a heavy influence. He wasn't even with them. He wasn't forcing them. In the home, you got to go to prayer time. You got to go to class. You got to go to praise and worship. You got to do this. You got to do that. And our goal is to influence you enough to where you walk out them doors. You're still praying. You're still worshiping. You're still doing the things of God. You're still living this life. And we have accomplished our goal if when you leave here, you're still doing what we've influenced you to do by the power of the Holy Ghost. And we're doing our job if these kids, amen, even when they go to school, they're still praising God. They're still living their life for Jesus. Because we don't know what they're doing. Heck, they locked the darn doors at school, man. I hope that they, we don't ever have, amen, a situation where they like, you know, something pops off. Man, we're all locked out. We're going to have to send a, you know, a, a hit team in there to get our kids. You know, when you walk in there, it's like a prison. You got to push that button, and then they go, and then the door opens. Y'all think it's a game. You try to get in there. They're going to arrest your rear end. You better have some ID. Do y'all see that? Something pops off, brother. We're gonna do. We're just gonna have to pray, and we're gonna have to hope that our kids have enough. If we've influenced them enough to know what to do, God is good. Amen. I want to ask you an important question for just a moment. Who is worshiping God today because of your influence upon their life? Who has come to recognize Christ as their personal Lord and Savior through your influence? Has anybody? Or who would you like to be influencing to worship God? Because hopefully that's your goal. I want you to look at this and see how Paul was able to be such an influence in their, the lives of these people. Amen. And I'm going to share with you three principles why. Amen. Three principles and I'm going to wrap it up. And I'm going I'm to get us home. Amen. We got stuff to do. Three things. Three principles from chapter one of Galatians. That will enable you to become a person of influence to those that are around you. And listen up, kids. I'm almost done. Y'all listen for just a moment, okay? This is the part that you need to hear. Number one, being a God pleaser and not a people pleaser. The way that you're going to be able to influence those around you. Hey, listen up, man. Kids, listen up. I don't want to call you out by name. Listen up. I'm trying to save your life. The way that you're going to be able to influence those around you, amen, is be a God pleaser and not a people pleaser. My question to you today is who are you trying to please? 
Because you know what it is when it comes to the kids? Amen. They want to be in the end crowd. They want to be accepted. They want to be connected. They want to be a part. And what are they trying to do? They're trying to please their peers. They're trying to please them so they can be in the crowd. They're trying to please them. So our question today is who are we trying to please? Because if it's anything other than God, it's out of line. Amen. And you're not going to be able to be an influence, but you're going to be influenced. But when your goal and your drive is no other than to please God, it's like I preached the other day in 1 Thessalonians, amen, Paul begins to speak about living, amen, with love, more love and more holiness and to please God. Because when to please God is the answer, amen, you're going to begin to influence everybody else instead of them influencing you. And this is what Paul did. This is what he did. I want to, amen. Look at, look at the verse 10 real quick. Put it up there on the board, son. Paul became a a person of influence because he knew the difference between trying to please people and trying to influence people. There's a difference between trying to please people and influence people. He knew the difference between being a people pleaser and being a people leader. Y'all are leaders. God has called you to be a leader. God has called y'all to influence He's called all of us. Look at the scripture. For I, for am I now seeking the favor of men or of God? Or am I striving to please men? If I were still trying to please men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. It's that simple. It's that simple. If you're trying to please men, you're not going to be a bondservant of Christ. You're going to be, amen, a bondservant of man. That's the difference between being a slave and a son. That's why you got to fall in love with Jesus. He's got to be your everything. He's got to be your whole drive for waking up in the morning. This is the only way you're going to stay out of sin. Are y'all with me? It goes without saying that this is something that we far, that is far easier said than done. Amen? It is. And I've experienced it in my own life, in my own ministry, amen, as a pastor and as a person, I certainly experienced this, amen, to try to do what God wants me to do. Are y'all with me? God is good, amen. Are you pleasing man or are you pleasing God? My next point, I'm going to wrap, told you I was going to wrap this up and bring you home. Amen. Let God set the agenda for your life. That's why he says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean on, not on your own understanding, acknowledge me and all your past and I'll make you straight. Let God set the agenda for your life. Let God set the agenda with who you're supposed to be married to. Come on, somebody, that makes it a whole lot easier. Let God set the agenda, amen, on what activities you ought to be participating in school. Let God set the agenda, amen, with what kind of friends you ought to have around your life. Let God set the agenda on where you ought to be able to go and not go. Come on now. Let God set the agenda. Look at the scripture real quick, amen. Go to verse 11, please, on the board. He says, for I would have you know, brethren, talking to the believers, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. Go to the next verse. For I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it, but I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. See, Paul strives to make a couple of very important points here in these verses regarding his mission. First, his mission was not of human origin. It it wasn't something that he or some other man made up. Amen. Amen. It was a mission from God. Have you ever seen the men in black? We're on a mission from God. Some of the older cats. I try to refer to stuff with the younger guys and they don't have a clue anymore. And I'm young. I'm like, man, they missed out on everything. Everything good, amen? If you haven't seen the movie Grease, you missed out on everything as a worldly person. 
If you haven't seen the Goonies, you missed out on everything and some. Hello? Yeah, and for you ex-druggies, if you missed out on Pink Floyd, you missed everything too. Yeah. Or NWA. Hello? Oh, I got your attention now, don't I? God is good. The first thing is his mission wasn't from man, it was from God. Your mission each and every day needs to be not from man, but from God. I'm about to wrap it up, man. We're going to bless you and pray for you and everything else, amen. And secondly, he did not get his, this message from another man, but from God himself. He wasn't listening to what other people were telling him to do. And what I mean by that, kids, he wasn't led by what other people were telling him to do. You've got to make a decision to do what is right and what God is telling you to do, not what kids are telling you to do or man's telling you to do. Now, I'm not talking about if you've got men of God in your life. You need to listen to them, and then you need to bounce it off of God, and it'll probably all come and you'll have confirmation. Amen? And I'm not saying you don't need to listen to your parents because you get whooped. Amen? And we may not whoop you with a belt, but we'll whoop you with your cell phone. Take it from you. That's a worse than a whooping, ain't it? They'll say, whoop me, daddy. Please don't take my cell phone. I'll take the whooping. Ten licks. Just don't take my cell phone or the Wi-Fi code. You can beat me into a pulp. I don't care. Just don't take my social media. Don't take my Instagram. Hello? I'll do whatever you want. See, we got to know how to work it, folks. You know what I'm saying? It's a new day and age, man. The old stuff don't work no more. You got to try something new. The only thing old that works is the gospel. That's it. Let God set your agenda. The third thing right there in that point of that uh, Paul was relay, re revealing there, amen? God is good, amen? But even if the message was from God, it could have been transmitted to Paul through someone else, but it wasn't. And this is the way that you and I received the gospel. It was, amen, the gospel, God's gospel was received, but it was passed on to us by a pastor or a parent or a Sunday school teacher or a friend, amen. Our agenda can't come from other people's kids. What you do with your life can't be because of the people around you at your school. It needs to be because of what God wants for your life. Are you with me? And the last part, look, put my other, my last point so we can get, get out of here. Stick with it for the long haul. Somebody say, stick with it. Somebody say, you got to stick with it. This can't just be a, listen, they went to the youth thing. This just can't be we feel good for a week or two and we're good and we're serving Jesus. We're praising Jesus. We're lifting our hands. Amen. We're on fire. We feel good. Amen. We feel the Holy Ghost. We've got a little rap going and some cool guy with the long hair and stuff. And now we love Jesus. They can't, and then next week, we, you got to stick with it. What God's done in your hearts, you got to stick with it. You got to continue to carry it, man. Keep coming to church. Keep coming to the youth group. Keep coming, amen. Bring more friends. Bring them. You influence them to come here. You influence them to come here. Enough of y'all gather up, man. We'll start building basketball courts and stuff. In big youth rooms, I promise you. You influence them. Y'all bring them here. And you don't have to tell them everything. Just say, we're going to go play basketball, man. Shoot, let's go. Are y'all with me today? You 
You have to become a God pleaser before you're willing to let God set the agenda for your life. And then when God sets the agenda, you have to stick with it for the long haul. Because becoming a person of influence doesn't happen overnight. There isn't really such a thing as an overnight success, amen. Are you all with me today? Look at verse 18, and we're about to shut it, close it out right here. 18. Then three years later, I went up to Jerusalem to become acquainted with the Cephas. I want you to look at this. Paul had an encounter with Jesus on the road to Damascus, amen, radical encounter. God changed his life, amen. He didn't immediately just go and, and just, you know, get in with the crowd. He actually took three years, amen, and he went in, into the Arabian desert. Some of y'all are in your Arabian desert right now. Amen. And I went to Jerusalem to become acquainted with Cephas and stayed with him 15 days. Next verse. But I did not see any other of the apostles except James, the Lord's brother. So for three years, Paul ministered in Arabia and Damascus before meeting it with any of the leaders of the church. Are y'all with me? God is good, amen. And Paul wasn't bitter about the lengthy delay in gaining full recognition and approval. He didn't get any recognition in Arabia. He didn't get any recognition when he was ministering in the desert. He didn't get any recognition, amen, while he was going through that process, amen, of preparation. He didn't get any recognition, amen. He didn't get any pats on the back. He didn't get any good jobs. He didn't get any, amen, uh, being up on, on the stage, everybody clapping for him. He didn't get any of that recognition from man for three years. But he still didn't get bitter. He still didn't get impatient. He still didn't quit because his whole drive was to please God. His whole motivation was to please the Lord and to do the will of God. It wasn't about recognition. It wasn't about pats on the back. It wasn't about look at him. It wasn't about a title. It wasn't about a position. Some of us have been doing it for six months and we're bitter. Now, God knows what we need, you know what I'm saying? God gave me some pats on the back when I first started. All that changed real quick. They started writing news articles about me. When I thought I should have got a pat on the back, I said, I got something for you. Here's your pat on the back. I don't need a pat on the back. I'm not serving man. I'm serving God. You don't need your friends to say, oh, you're cool. You're hip. You're in. Forget that. Are they in? That's the question. Y'all don't even know what you got inside of y'all. Y'all don't even know what's inside of y'all. Y'all don't even know what kind of influence you have. You don't even know what kind of impact you have. Amen. You don't even know what's inside of you. You're a child of the most high God. Amen. You, oh my God, if you only knew, yeah, man, you've got something special inside of you. People ought to be wanting to come hang out with you. They ought to want to be like you. They ought to be, man, come on somebody. Y'all just don't know. You don't have to convert to them. You don't have to be accepted by them. They have to be accepted by you. And that's through Christ Jesus as their Lord and Savior. That's the being in the family of God as a child of God. And we'll accept you with open arms. Until you're ready for that, amen, we'll pray for you. We'll even play basketball with you. Whoop you in basketball, ain't that right, Alex? No? Come on, don't be bashful now, boy. You know you done told everybody in here you can whoop them. All right, I'll, I won't call you out. That's good. 
Do you all understand that, man? I don't care what you, where you come from. I don't care what you look like. I don't care, you know what I'm saying, how gifted you are. Amen. You kids are children of God, man. They got to, that will be dying to, to be around y'all because y'all got something special. There's something special about y'all. Y'all are special. Y'all are children of the creator of the universe, man. And God lives inside of you as your personal Lord and Savior. And you can influence this whole world. Don't settle. Can I get the worship team? Don't sell out. Don't compromise. Don't try to fit in with the in crowd, man. Make them fit in with you. If they want to hang out with you, they need to come up to your level. If they want to be around you, if they want to kick it with you, they've got to begin to, they got to, begin to get right. Or at least want to. Because you don't just hang around just anybody. It's not about pride, amen. It's just about knowing who you are in Christ. It's not about you being better than somebody, but you've got a God, amen, that lives inside of you, amen, that is special. You're not better than them, amen. You just have God. You just have the Holy Spirit, which means you're blessed beyond measure. You're blessed beyond what you can imagine. You're blessed. You're so blessed, man. you got the giver of life inside of you. You got the one that created you in your mother's womb. You got the one that gives life and life abundantly. Amen. And he loves you and he lives inside. Oh, my God. If y'all only understood. Amen. It's time for y'all to impact. And as y'all go to this week, this next, this next school year, you're either going to be influenced or you're going to influence. You've been influenced over these last couple days, these last couple weeks. By the Lord, by the Holy Spirit, by Christian rappers, by Christian pastors, by ministers, by worship, by, you know, Christian environment, by video games, amen, basketball with Christians, amen. Y'all been impacted by that. You've been influenced by that. So what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? Y'all need to take, amen, that whole school for Jesus. And I know, man, you, you know, you say, well, people laugh at me, man. They look at me like I'm crazy. Well, figure out how to make Jesus look cool then, man. Because he is cool. He's the coolest dude in the whole world. And I know I'm not very cool, but Jesus is real cool. Amen. My friends think I'm cool. I don't got no friends, but still. <laughs> Sometimes uh, being a pastor is a lonely life. <laughs> but I got the Holy Ghost, so it don't matter. <laughs> Stick with it. Stick with it. Stick with it. Stick with it. Stick with it, guys. Stick with it, guys. Stick with it. Stick with it. Ladies, stick with it. Whatever God's done in your heart over these last couple days, you stick with it. Whatever has been imparted into you, you stick with it. Whatever you receive, you stick with it. You got to stick with it, amen. The world is counting on you, amen. The Lord needs you. He wants to use your life. And he's got a great plan for you. Come on, stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Oh, Jesus. We're getting ready to sing. I'll come to this altar, you kids. Come. We're going to worship. We're going to worship. Come on. Hey, go get the kids, son. You're the youth guy. Go get them. Come on. We're going to worship Jesus right here. Amen. Oh, yes. Come on. Don't worry. Nobody's looking at you. Just everybody. Don't worry about it. Y'all go over there.
Oh, yes, Lord Jesus. Come, Father God. Oh, yes, Lord. Come on. Let's go and worship the King. Amen. All of you, come on. Let's worship the King this morning. He is worthy to be worshipped this morning. He is worthy to be glorified this morning. Amen. God wants to use you as a man or woman of influence. He wants to use you to impact your community, to impact your city, to impact your world, to impact your job, to impact your church, to impact your school, to impact everything. He wants to use you for godly influence. And as we sing, you worship. As you sing, you worship. As we sing, you worship. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, just begin to worship Him, saints. Just begin to worship Him this morning. Hallelujah. Oh, you're so worthy, Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. Come. 